Hey guys, we're ready. Okay. Nati sawa ye sawa 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 ye sawa 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 ye. Okay. I see. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Formula One is an African Sport podcast. I'm here, Grant James, and I'm never alone. I'm with Martin Numburu and John Afadofe. Yes, sir. How are we doing, guys? I forgot to say that's a working title, but I'll say it now. It's still a working title. I'm still trying to figure <laughs> no, it out. But it's sticking. It's sticking long. This one is, uh, is here to stay. Um, but how are you guys keeping? Uh, it's been a while since we last chatted. And um, I think quite, has ha- quite a lot has happened. I think important to inform all the listeners that we're recording this um, after the summer break. So F1 took a summer break and so did we. Mm. Uh, so um, we're recording this the weekend before the Spa GP. Um, and uh, it's been a while since we connected. Eh? Yeah. Like quite a bit has happened in F1 and in our lives. How, how are you guys doing? What's been up? I'm good. Um, I've still been in Cape Town this entire time. I think we were discussing with John earlier that uh, this three weeks have gone by pretty quickly, yeah. in my opinion. Usually, I remember back back in the day, these three weeks would last forever. But now I'm a bit, oh, I think I'm matured. You yeah, know, you, sport, you're comfortable you know, with the break comfortable now. Comfortable with you, the break. Yeah. But we've also been blessed with a lot of stuff that's happened these last three weeks in the F1 world. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but how was your time, John? No, it was good. It was good. I, I got to go away for a little bit, spend some time overseas in the UK. So, that was that was great. The, the so-called home of F1 itself. That is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, that I want to pull on that thread a little bit later. <laughs> I think there's, uh, there, there's a little bit to unpack there. But I think a lot to discuss today. Um, and again, super exciting. We're here sharing thoughts and opinions from an African perspective on a sport that we all love. Um, yeah, I, I, let's get into it, guys. All right, let's jump into it. I think I already alluded to this, that a lot has happened this past three weeks. I feel like the moment the season ended... We were bombarded. I didn't know, first and foremost, I didn't know F1 had like a transfer season. It was like this <laughs> official transfer window that has just opened right after the Hungarian GP. Yeah, Let's talk season. about it. Yeah, I mean, we, we obviously we started off with some pretty sad news of Sebastian Vettel leaving the sport, mm. retiring. A man that has won four world championships. Yeah. 2010 to 2013 was his year. Yeah. As Red Bulls, it's Red Bull's introduction to this sport as right. we know it today, yeah. right? We also had Alonso saying, hey, Vettel's out. I'm going I'm to take his seat. And we have guys like uh, Oscar Piastri who gave Alpine the, the biggest heart attack. And I still I think Alpine is still trying to recover from that. <laughs> I've heard so. about Daniel Ricciardo. So, yeah, let's talk about all these guys. Um, what's y'all takes on Vettel's retirement, man? That, that one was a surprise for me. Like, I know you guys, I know, Martin, you talked about it. Um, you were saying it looks, you know, there's the signs. There's yeah. signs that this guy is not quite feeling it anymore. I, I wasn't sure. I, was, I knew he was struggling, but I was like, look, it's been, Ferrari will do that to you, right? You, you, <laughs> you'll go to Ferrari yeah. and, and things will get tough. And then you, you kind of take a dip in the sport, but you, you still, you carry on, you keep pushing. So I was a little bit surprised with that, but, I, you know, I understand, you know, Vettel, Vettel has a lot going on in his life. Yeah. Um, I think it's also good to recognize when it's time to call it. Um, and I think he's come to that decision, which is which is tough as a sportsman. I think you think when you, your life is centered around this event or this thing that you do, and it's a short career. I mean, mm. by, by all imagination, it's a very short career. And then all of a sudden, you don't do that anymore. It's a, it's a difficult decision to make. So, you know, I'm a little bit surprised by it. But yeah, you know, um, all the best to him in, in, in his retirement. Uh, he might uh, you might see him coming back, yeah. <laughs> doing a little stint at Williams no, in two years' time. Who like knows? That, Who knows? We, we we never really know. I think but, he respects himself. Uh, yeah. You think? Yeah, he res- <laughs> well, I suppose. I suppose so. Grant, but, yeah, sorry, sorry. No, no, no. But but what it triggered is just oh yeah. the, the, <laughs> the chaos after that is just like I mean Alonso. I saw that I was like what? It's like immediately what? after. What? Like immediately he's like yeah. here we go. And then this guy's smiling. This guy's loving life. I'm like what? What the hell? But you uh, you are Alpine's budget. And then all of a sudden they're like nah, cheers guys. These guys are putting everything on you, bro. They're like right. he is Alpine. And they're like no, we we good. And he's like no, I'm good. I'm, I'm done. I'm out. Chaos. Absolute, yeah. absolute chaos. I just, I, I did not see that move coming. I, I don't know what he's expecting to to find at Aston Martin. Obviously, he got a nice long contract. So personally for him, it's great for his financial well-being and all that. But competitively, I don't know what he's expecting to find at Aston Martin because I don't think it's going to be there, whatever yeah. it is he's looking for. You're going to be, you're going to be racing alongside Lawrence Stroll. Yeah. Uh, under yeah. Lawrence Stroll. And, um, <laughs> I mean, that battle, I'm looking forward to that because it's going to be interesting because you've got Alonso. Engineers are going to be like, guys, it's Alonso. And you're going to have Lon saying, but it's my dad. That's right. Who, who's going to win that? There's always conflict to that, yeah. Grant, what's your take with uh, Vettel leaving Alonso? We'll move I knew it was happening after. after Australia. Yeah, he's the one I, I think oh, I called it. Oh, was it, it, was it, it was Grant? Uh, I, I, I was a bit like, I don't know. Okay. But yeah. okay. uh, you could tell the man was done. Um, but what did we say? Ferrari did this to him. Yeah. Ferrari yeah. did. I, I think he just came too close too many times. 
Um, when was it? Like 2018 when he had like that end of season meltdown. Uh, but it wasn't due to any fault of his own, but more mechanical issues. Mm. And uh, I mean, that probably bro- broke his spirit. Um, and he went to Aston Martin. I remember this because they covered it in Drive to Survive and they dramatized the whole thing. Of right? course. Uh, when he was leaving Ferrari and I think it was the weekend of the Italian Grand Prix and it was like this big Ferrari event that was taking place and that morning the news broke of Sebastian Vettel moving to Aston Martin and it was supposed to be like this really big move because Shoulder Clerk was like this young yeah. young gun that was coming into the team and uh, and essentially like taking over, right? Um, and uh, it, it, was, it was interesting because I think that's where the signs started to show that this guy still wanted to achieve success in his career, but Ferrari wasn't the place for him. Mm-hmm. Moved to Aston Martin, and it clearly wasn't the place for him either, <laughs> right? Um, I think, like, t- a list of terrible results. And if you still have, like, a little bit of dog in you. He, um, yeah, he got a podium, I think, in Turkey. That's one one of those seasons. Yeah, well, like, it was a Turkey or something. But I know he's got a yeah, podium. Yeah, he did get a podium. The, yes, yes. In that team. It was taken away from him, wasn't it? It was it, oh. it was Hungary last year. Second. He came second yeah. because he was battling Ocon for the win. Yeah, that's right. And uh, because they couldn't get a liter of fuel out yes. of his car at the end, they uh, disqualified him. <laughs> and Lewis moved from third into second. So it was like just like hit after hit after hit. And after that's hit. that's 100% on the team, right? Like, yeah. Team's yeah. got to tell you, hey, you're running out of fuel, like because yeah. he was he was pushing Ocon the entire race. Exactly. I remember. Yeah, so. slow it down pull it back like we're not doing that um but uh i think like this year was probably the like the the straw that broke the camel's back Uh, it wasn't going well for him and um you guys watched i I thought that the way that he like approached his exit was just so swag Uh, he just made like one black and white instagram video he did one in english one in german (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i I told you the moment he opens up like a youtube channel yeah yeah, uh, he was done with the sport yeah yeah that's his exit um the funny thing was seeing like the outpouring of love from the drivers right mm. um you realize this is a guy that was like loved up and down the paddock um i think i saw a tweet from like lando norris um which which was interesting he, he said something along the lines of like when i thought about champions like when i was karting because we forget like lando's a kid yeah. um when i thought about like champions when i was karting like seb was my guy yeah. um and then he was just like danke seb uh so um, I, I, I think when hamilton also said um you know, when he looks around the sport and he, he looks for someone else who stood up for any everything that was more than the sport, the That's only right. other person he can think of was Seb. And I found that really interesting. Like, I, I generally, you know, I always say, like, you know, driver's a driver, sport's the sport. But that was really interesting to hear how passionately, and you could see he was sincere, he was saying, like, this guy did more for this, as much for the sport as I kind of did, in a sense, yeah. in his own way. Yeah. And I, that was, I found that really interesting. Yeah, I mean, from- he, he's another stalwart of opinion, right? Yeah. Um, and like another almost activist in the mm-hmm. paddock. Uh, and I don't know how many uh, more of those uh, there are. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not many. Eh? <laughs> how many more will take the knee? Um, uh, yeah. yeah, there's not many but, of them left. But to your point, what ensued afterwards was absolute chaos. Silly season in F1. Um, I thought... Like, uh, so Alonso moving made sense because it was like, okay, very opportunistic. Um, obviously, Stroll wants another world champion in there. I think Lawrence Stroll is still living in this world where he thinks Lance Stroll, Lance Stroll could be a world champion if yeah. he's just mentored by world champions. Um, but uh, yeah. um, but uh, Alonso moving across made sense because obviously financial future, as you mentioned. Um, I think the Oscar Piastri stuff, I was like, whoa, oh, this kid is brave. Yeah. Hey, whoa, he has talent and he's telling this team off uh, huh? yeah. he came yeah. out swinging it makes sense to me man but i want to say a quick thing about yeah. Vettel because for me this is the reason i watch this sport i started watching this sport from the start you said Incredible. 2010 yeah 2009 saw this kid do his yeah, thing incredible. and 2010 just ate it up ate up all his teammates well it was mostly mark Webber at the time and my biggest memory from seb was the fact that i remember q3 no matter where it was, he'd just stay in the garage waiting, <laughs> waiting for that like three minute mark. Yeah. And he'll do like one lap, one yeah. or two laps. That's it. Fastest lap. Always wow. on pole. Always on pole. He's tied for the record for, I think, most wins in a season 13. And um, to me, Red Bull are not Red Bull without this guy. Mm-hmm. And um, it's unfortunate how Red Bull, I feel, treat a lot of their drivers who are falling off. But Sebastian Vettel will always have a place in this sport. He cemented himself as, a, I think, top two, top three greatest drivers. Of all time, you know, it is accomplishment. So 56 career race wins, right? Yeah, significant amount and just absolutely domi- dominate. So much so people were booing him and like just tired the sport, <laughs> yeah, or, yeah. you know, the tired of the sport and where it was going because he was winning all the time. He went com- from complete hate yeah. to like 
full love, right? right? Yeah. He has um, also the record for the most consecutive race wins, nine. Imagine watching someone win nine. nine. Hamilton hasn't done that, bro. No, nine times. You know? the, yeah. So he's done well, a lot for this. What sport. was the thing that happened between him and Mark Webber? Uh, multi-21 multi-21 see I think that's the making of a true racing driver he said nah at the end of the at the end of my career you guys remember me for my four championships yes the multi-21 thing messed, messed things up but he knew it's all about me I need to do and that's why I support signs doing what he's doing mm. but we could talk about this another <laughs> day <laughs> we could talk about this another day let's talk about Piastri yeah yeah um I thought it was wild. He came out swinging, yeah. right? What, what did you guys think of the, the social post? Because how did it happen? Alpine launched him. Uh, yeah. Formula One official channels yep. were like, he's driving for Alpine yeah, next year. Just announced and then he just came out on nope. Twitter, Instagram. He didn't even make a post. He just made it a story. No, like, <laughs> no that thing, because so, so a friend of mine sent me a message and he's like, dude, are you seeing this PS news? So at that time, it was just that um, he was announced. So I was like, no, dude, are you seeing the PS3 news? And he's like, what do you mean, bro? He's going to help you. And I was like, nah, bro, a lot's happened in the last three hours. And yeah. then I just, I mean, for me, that tweet was just, that's, that's, that's dirty laundry, bro. Do that stuff yeah. in the background. Let why me quote you, the tweet. Let that? me quote the tweet. I got it up here. <laughs> so you can, you, you continue. Like it says, I understand that without my agreement, Alpine F1 have put out a press release late this afternoon that I'm driving for them next year. This is wrong, and I've not signed a contract with Alpine for 2023. I will not be driving for Alpine next year. <laughs> Why? 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 Why do you need to tweet it? But just, just go sort it out. Yeah, that's you know, just go sort it out. This is not, this is not something you need to tweet. But this is a contractual dispute. And <laughs> yeah, you don't air these kind of things. Yeah. You know, he he doesn't even have a record in F one. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You're still yet. a rookie. You're not even a rookie. You've not raced yet. <laughs> no. You know what I'm saying? And so this is the kind of stuff that maybe late in the in your career can come back to bite you. Yeah. Obviously, you're great, and maybe your greatness is what's giving you that chance in McLaren. And McLaren are happy to have you. Mm. But the moment you don't start showing off the way they expect you to. This tweet, people be pulling this stuff up. So exactly. to start your career like this, man, you got to be great. No, you you got to do what Verstappen's doing at the minimum, in my eyes. So. No, I agree. And you can fall out of F1 very quickly. Very you, quickly. It's, a, it's 20 guys. Yeah. You can fall out very quickly. <laughs> like, so. What do you think of the move, though, picking Alpine over... I uh, was oh, sorry, McLaren. picking McLaren over Alpine. It's risky. It is. It's very risky. I think Based we, on this season's performance. Well... I mean, based on a lot of things. Yeah. I mean, there's no guarantee. I don't know what you're trying to guarantee going to uh, McLaren that Alpine's not giving you. I mean, we've been talking about how they've been neck and neck this entire season. Mm. And so whether it is you want to be with, I don't know, a British back team or next to Lando Norris, or you feel like the organization, maybe it's an internal organization thing, where you feel like you can grow the legacy of McLaren that we've been talking about mm. can be something that you can learn off of. Yeah. Fair enough. But I don't know the internal reasons. He's not released why exactly yeah. he's going to do this. But uh, I think just when I look at it, I see... You know, on the one side, you've got Ocon, who's a great driver, yeah. but arguably some would say Kriastri is a great talent. Mm. But then you've got Lando, who is a great driver and a spectacular talent. I, I just think for him, you're thinking you could be the face of Alpine. Now you're going to be the guy that drives behind Lando. Yeah. That's the reality of it. Lando's the guy. Lando's the guy. He's their he's guy. Their yeah. guy. <laughs> but uh, like, we, we obviously know um, that he's moving to McLaren now, and like, that's definitive because yeah. Nothing all confirmed the news around... Yet, but it's pretty clear. Uh, I, I, I mean... We learned today that Danny Rick is leaving yes, McLaren, yeah, right? Yeah. So that space is open. He'd already said that he wants to go to McLaren. So that seems like the linear path for him at the moment. Um, where to, I mean, Danny Rick. Yeah, what Think about now? it. The guy doesn't have a drive in 2023. I, this is like Mr. F1 vibe. <laughs> I, I tweeted this, that like if Daniel Ricciardo, to me, okay, he has a YouTube channel. He has all these things that he's doing in the back end. Yeah. But nobody cares about that. If you're not in F1, exactly. And so, if you're serious about maybe maintaining face and you know being the f somewhat face of F1 as people love him to be, get that seat in Alpine. Find a way to negotiate with them. Get that seat. Maybe you can get a one-year, two-year contract. Mm -hmm. I mean, he, he did well for them. He got them a podium. I think two or something. Mm -hmm. And so, if he wants he to stay in a race, no, but that was the McLaren, right? Uh, yeah, 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 that was McLaren. Yeah, so yeah. Alpine at least is giving them some stuff. Cyril had to get that tattoo. Yeah. Oh, that exactly. is true. That's right, yeah. Yes, because he drove for Renault and Alpine. Yes, Renault, exactly. Yes, yes, so yes. I'm thinking, I did see an article about a week and a half ago that he's been in talks with Alpine. I think that's a good thing if he wants to stay in the sport. Right. Whether or not it's good for the sport, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, Daniel has been struggling this season. Absolutely. I've been tweeting about this. People have been coming at me. I don't give a damn. He's been eaten up by his teammates. 11 to 2 in quality. Imagine that. I think that's either the race or uh, quality performance. Um, Daniel Ricciardo has three times less points than his teammate. Nobody else has that kind of delta mm. you know, between teammates. And so he's not performed this season. That doesn't mean he can't perform. But he's running out of time, in my opinion. 
Yeah. I think he needs to pack up his ideas. <laughs> I, I really do. I, I really do. Because you, you say, you say he, he uh, yes, he, we know he has the potential. Yeah. But there's only so much that can do. I mean, he's, 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 he's over 30. It's, it's, time, like, it's, it's too late now. He's, he's been at Alpine, wasn't comfortable with the car, went to McLaren, struggled. If he goes back to Alpine, I don't see what's going to... I don't know. I, I just don't see where his place is in F1. I agree with you for the sport. It's probably good to have him at an Alpine. And for his sake, mm. he should definitely try and go to Alpine. But I, from, from Alpine's perspective, I wouldn't be rushing to get him. I'd I, be looking around. Yeah. I'd I, be shopping. But who else is out there? Young driver with Ocon? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, Ocon is dependable. He's stable. You know what you're going to get from him. Why not try a young driver again with him? You, you do, I mean, it's not like... Alpine is, yes, they're what, the fourth, fifth best team somewhere around yep. there. They're in a good position and they, and they want to launch and they want to go forward. But why not? You know. Danny Rick will sell merch, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bring guys for the bro. T-shirt vibes, sales. Yeah, merch, vibes. for the T-shirt sales. What's your take, yeah. Grant, though? One race a year. On Ricardo. <laughs> um, he had a really tough time at McLaren. And I think that he needs to stay in the sport. Um, whilst the sport gains popularity um, in new markets, like here's a guy that helps drive that, right? Um, and I don't think F1... Would be the same without him. Um, it would, bro. Like, don't say that. I think no, no. He brings a lot of character, man. I, I, I think I get what you're saying. Character, though. Though. What, what, what F1's selling now is like the drivers. They have Twitter profiles. They have Instagram. It's like he does bring that. People are very replaceable, man. In the sport, people <laughs> no, are very that. replaceable. Kimi, Kimi left. People love Kimi. We yeah. don't talk about Kimi anymore. <laughs> so for me, Ricardo. But we didn't, though. I mean, no, Kimi was like wasn't a vibe. Yeah, he was a meme generator. Though, Everyone guy. loved Kimi. The fact that he never spoke forward. I think. I think like Daniel Ricciardo is is someone that is like right now like the perfect like poster boy for F one right um, in what he brings like he's the vibe guy nah man he's the that's, vibe that's guy almost it no. though that's, that's, that's <laughs> all he brings ahead. he's the vibe guy um, but let's let, let's chat about a, a something so the summer break has just happened we've yeah. seen a lot of F one drivers on holiday um, <laughs> there's one specific holiday that we were we were watching and we were uh, checking out on our socials Lewis mm-hmm. Hamilton was in Africa yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. he was, was reconnecting with his roots mm-hmm. yeah. um, he listened to the podcast man he's like man this guy's a dope like, yeah. like, don't visit all their countries you know <laughs> 100%. the one thing I thought was really funny is uh, I think he was in like a hot air balloon in Namibia and he was like I'm connecting to my roots oh, and yeah. I was like oh, Lewis yeah. I'm not buying this. I'm not buying it. <laughs> and you see, he made a Spotify playlist of like Afro, Afro beats and stuff. Like, uh, like, this, this guy is it it a good playlist. Uh, well, this man, the man, uh, the man is a playlist. He had some, yeah, some bangers there. Um, yeah. He knows what he's doing. I mentioned this off air. John hates Lewis Hamilton so much <laughs> that he went in the opposite direction. So John went to the UK yeah. over the summer break and Lewis Hamilton came to Africa. Lewis, you I, respect you, I respect you as a driver. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I respect what you've done for the sport. <laughs> yeah, right. that was, uh, it was cool to see him though. Like, uh, I know he came to Kenya. I know yeah. he was out with the, the, a lot of people living in the villages and the small communities. Those things are eye-opening, man. Like, I think he went to Rwanda as well, hung out with some gorillas and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Carrying so, goats. Carrying goats. For I no mean, particular reason. Yeah, very, no, it was very <laughs> apropos. That goat, that goat picture, though. He knew. He knew what he was doing. Yeah, yeah, of course. He knew what yeah. he was doing. Yeah. So, shout out to Lewis. Appreciate you coming out here. Come again. This time, let us know, though. Hit up your boys, bro. We're here. We're here. So. <laughs> we, we're here. We'll, we'll, we'll show you around. Yeah. Um, so, there's a couple race-related topics that we want to get into because... We haven't quite discussed the Hungarian Grand Prix and what a Grand Prix it was, yep. right? Um, I think we need to kick off with just a little bit of like a touch on qualifying um, as as well as practices. I thought it was such an interesting race weekend because uh, through all the practices, Ferrari just showed like good pace and for all intents and purposes, it was their weekend. This was supposed to be their weekend, yes. Yeah, absolutely. And then what happens? Yeah. <laughs> George, don't, George, don't hit Purple Russell. Yeah. Yes. George was like, right? Yeah, comes, yes. comes, comes through, and he's that type of guy that takes poles without one faster sector. Yeah. Um, I thought it was... I thought it was an interesting shakeup, um, especially what happened like down the rest of the order with like Verstappen's. Was it the, the, his... What, what, he had an issue on his yeah. car? So... What happened um, in Q3? So this was Q3. Verstappen yeah. attempts to go for, uh, for his fastest lap, locks up in turn two, um, not able to recover that. And I think that maybe the weather started to change and stuff like that, but he did have stuff, He did start to have issues towards the end of his stint, and he was not able to recover. I still think if he set a good lap on the first run and did not uh, lock up the tires the way he did, 
he'd have been able to challenge George for pole or at least get second place. But he did not set a good enough lap, and he was at the back of the gr- back of the Q3 yeah. uh, grid. And didn't so. he end up having power unit? Yes, yeah, so and yeah. then he took some uh, power power unit uh, penalties for that. They replaced pretty much every component. Uh, yeah possible and so but he's still within the legal limit so he did not take a penalty yeah um, the way we expected him to do so but there's some interesting about things about this race that i wanted to that i learned from free practice that i just wanted to uh share here so I remember uh in france leclerc crashed and he did the, obviously that awesome scream that was memeable <laughs> one thing that we learned in this race was that leclerc was actually trying to reverse and one of the reasons why he screamed was he didn't have he didn't have he wasn't able to find the reverse gear and the car was not able to move funny enough ferrari ended up finding that there was issues with the gearbox that prevented leclerc from actually reversing in that race and so in retrospect ferrari actually had a reliability another reliability oh, wow. issue there that kind of well leclerc messed his own race up but yeah. kind of really made sure he could not come back into the race so that was something that they mentioned in fb1 that i thought was pretty interesting oh wow, oh, wow. yeah i didn't, I didn't uh, know yeah, that, that did not yeah i was just watching fb1 and then just start bringing up facts i was like whoa okay so, wow. <laughs> so it, uh, that was definitely uh karun chandok yeah to give ferrari a bit of a Yeah. And escape on I mean like you said Grand was a sharp mistake but right. interesting. Max so, o- Max also took a gearbox uh penalty. Not penalty but another gearbox coming to this one. So he's this was the last one before he starts getting penalties. So we're getting to that time of the season where new components means new penalties for a lot right. of drivers. So. Nine races left one at a time. Yeah. Uh, John what did you think about that lap from George? Uh I mean honestly the, the, the funny thing was when you're watching it it didn't look that incredible. No. It, it looked like a pretty it looked like an ordinary lap. Nothing not none of the signs was saying that this was going to be a great great lap and then they you see the time they weren't hyping it though eh? they, they weren't hyping no, it no maybe it was yeah. the hype i think that was what was missing maybe you know maybe the the guys in the sky they just didn't the give it, hype. Yeah. you know yeah. they just because they, they weren't because you know when someone's on a hot lap the guys are screaming you you get this was like oh he's just on a lap yeah. and then you hear at the end and this guy puts in an incredible time he's he's first and it's like what just happened he was just improving his life it's just green green no yeah. purples we're used to seeing yeah, purples I'm used to seeing purple i'm i'm seeing like when people's when it's 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 a it's an incredible lap yeah. which it ended up being but It just the signs went there throughout the lap or for I could see it. but then I think it was so incredible just seeing George actually get pole like in the yeah. way the manner in which it happened because I was like ah oh, this is Ferraris you know they've locked this pole down this is this is this is all good I mean they're flying they're doing good laps and then all of a sudden George is like no no I'm changing the, I'm changing the script completely that was that was incredible it was it was an, it was unbelievable because especially because I didn't see it coming yeah the way it came it was so good yeah uh, like another hit for Charles Leclerc not not getting on pole uh, this grand prix uh, but let's let's jump into the race right and like the race weekend because jeez uh, like the actual race was phenomenal um max was dominant um and there's there's like a few reasons for that but also the way that the order shuffled down um uh, it was just like an incredible race to watch Absolutely. I think um you know like you said that the, the Red Bulls it was a bit of contrasting because you you know you had you had Max doing something completely incredible coming from what was it 10th or 9th yeah. absolutely just blowing the field away um having to do it a couple of times spinning <laughs> and being like you know what I, I just did that for fun kind of right. <laughs> not really but but made it look good. Um but then you also had Perez who again almost a bit of a nothing drive. Um I mean for Perez it, it Yeah, I don't it know what started the qualifying. I mean, he didn't make it into Q3, right? Yeah. He he got beaten out into Q2. So Perez really struggled this race. And I think I, I conceded that Perez I'm sorry. This this season belongs to one person, one person only, and zero teammate. And we saw this during the race where he had to kind of give positions to Max when yeah. he was right at, uh, yeah. when Max was right behind him. Nothing was said about that though, but yeah. it was like clearly yeah. it looked like there was some sort of agreement pre-race yeah. like hey, if you find yourself in front of Max Don't freak out. Just yeah. give him the position. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was a good spot. That was a good spot, Grant. Because I think when you look back on the race, you actually see the, it's little subtle moment where all of a sudden they just they, they even mention it. They're like, "Oh, Max is ahead," but it like didn't really look like he did much to yeah. do it. So, so must be a different strategy. Get out of Q2, right? And qualifying. They did it. Um, uh, so he was starting the race on the back foot already. Yeah. Um, he actually had a really good start though. Um, like a super he, good start. He, he was past Max. Yeah, he oh. wasn't in front of Max, and then I think it was around like the the. The fourth or the fifth bend, where uh, maybe even a little further into the race, where he gave the position yeah. back, mm-hmm. and then Max like went on and did his thing, yeah, yeah. took the Alpines and and the rest. Um, but this was like, if if there's like a moment in the season where you can pull out and you're like, uh, at that point Max was like really in control. It was like this race, yeah. where it was just like the guy even did a 360 and he still won the race. <laughs> hey? Yeah. I mean, let's. I mean, let's jump in to talk about Red Bull. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, Max was incredible. 
you know, fr- from the get-go, you could see he was, he was, you know, he was intent on making up those positions. He was intent on doing it as quickly as possible, as efficiently as possible. Um, you know, the, the Red Bull got the strategy right. They, they got the tire choices perfect um, right. They could afford for him to make a slip up, which is rare for him, right? He doesn't often no, do that no. kind of that kind of thing. Uh, I don't know what happened. Martin said maybe there's a wet spot on the yeah. Martin said there might have been a wet spot on the thing. I don't know for sure, but he looked like it, you know they just lost the front. Um, but to to still come back with all that's happening with George pushing, you know, a lot of battles in the front, um, and he's just quietly working away at it. And he and he just did. A, I think I did. A, he did an incredible job, really, and 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 really really good race. Uh, and from him, and it, and it just makes Perez look even worse. Like it, 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 yeah. that's the that's the part that's even for me that it makes it even more. It just puts the knife deeper. Yeah. I think, I think deeper. Ha- you know, Helmut Marco made some comments. I know oh, you guys. Uh, he, he I know you guys were not he happy about sword. his comments. He, he just went and he just because he he's ready. He he's re- and, and I don't know why he chooses his moments when he chooses them, but he he seems to take every opportunity. To put down the second driver, I and mean, the guys are really down. I mean, yeah, how much? So, you know, but he then takes. There's no driver to, to, to the point. Don't, don't no. get me started about the Marco man. Don't get me started <laughs> um, about that guy. Um, you know, I want to get you started. What do you think of him? We'll have an episode about. Yeah, this we're gonna thing. have a, a helmet <laughs> episode just so we can talk about it. No, but uh, you know, at this point in time, Perez is, at, is at, not at an all-time low, but he's he's in a low state, and I think he needs all the support he can get, and and, and he's not getting it right now. It's just. I mean, it's, it's, it's been, almost like his time, the clock's ticking for him. Right. I point. mean, it's been partly self-inflicted. Remember, Canada, he didn't really have a good qualifying, good race. He yeah. kind of had a gearbox issue. Silverstone, he was able to kind of claw it back. Mike's yeah. had that issue while he was fighting with Schumacher at the end. And really, after that, Perez has been struggling to kind of keep up with Mike. Guys, I'm going to say it, and I'm going to say it again. <laughs> it's ever since Azerbaijan, right? Ever since Azerbaijan, where um, he came into the race having won Monaco. Yeah. Um, he qualified on pole. He was quicker than Max after they tried to sabotage his qualifying. <laughs> then they sabotaged yeah. his race and they told him on that straight, they were like, hey, Sergio, you and Max are on different strategies. Let Max go. Yeah. And he said, okay. And then at the end mm-hmm. of the race, he was like, uh, P2, finished the race and he was like, Max was the faster car today. He deserved to win. But there was the saltiness and yeah. this, like, I don't know. Uh, the, it was just like very... Mm, very Red Bull. It yeah, was like Simon. Yeah. yeah. I don't agree with you that it happened there, but that was a big one. That was the point in time where Perry shifted though, right? Because no, I, I, since then, he's never been the same. This season. Silverstone. Remember, Silverstone, he clawed back. He had an issue at the start of the race. Yeah, and then yeah, he ended he, up he, in P2, he, right? Yeah, yeah. So. It's only because Max was out of the race. <laughs> Yeah, he but we can freedom. say that about no, a lot but of the guys. Yeah, freedom freedom to to win. Win. No, no, no. I, mean, I think he's he's definitely taking himself out of contention. And this is why I keep saying, and I disagree with you a lot about Carlos Sainz. The moment the team starts to realize we can start to pull you back and swap you guys around yeah. with with data to back it up, yeah, yeah. this is what it's going to look like. Perez, you have nine races where this is going to continue to happen. You're going to have to start fending off for Max, yeah. and it doesn't look good for him. Yeah. And your own team will start to hate on you. No, for sure. I.e. Helmut Marco. So it never <laughs> looks good when you're a second driver and starting to do second driver things. Yeah. That's why what happened to Bottas. I mean, look what he did when Max spun. He, he basically stopped. Yeah, he defended Hamilton. He defended Russell. Yeah, he defended Russell. And then he was completely eaten up by him. He was like a blocker. Yeah, I mean... Max was a linebacker. This, this is a Formula One <laughs> driver. Was he, exactly. He was just like, this is a Formula One driver. Like, that's just unacceptable. It was rough. But his performance has not been there. And I can't be mad at Red Bull for putting Max first. Yeah. I mean, Max is 80 points ahead of Leclerc, bro. 80. Uh, he's, cruising. He's, cruising. he's cruising. Three and a bit races, bro. Yeah. No, I mean. <laughs> uh, I'm going to talk about Max real quick, but like, yeah, I mean, from 10th to 1st. This reminded me of that race last season in Baku, where Max started, I think, towards the back of the, like around P9, something like that. And this was a race Lando was supposed to win. Remember Hamilton and it was chasing him. They started yeah. to rain at the end. Yeah. Max finishes P2 quietly. <laughs> you know that, was, that was Sochi. Sochi, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in, in Russia, where, yeah. where it rained, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, we have to give hats off to Red Bull strategy. Mm. They've done this a lot of times. They're saying, Max probably didn't think he was going to win the race. But for them, they probably strategized for, hey, maybe P2, maybe P3, we can get that. We won't do anything excessive, mess up our tires, mess up our strategy, do anything that can cost us a podium. Right. And the tables turned well. Ferrari strategy did its thing. Mm. And now P1 was open for taking. Max won this race by seven seconds, bro. There's no safety car. It's purely strategy. Amazing. Red Bull. Yeah, kiss. French this, kiss, bro. It, it, was, <laughs> it was one like a very like it was a champion's drive. He yeah. he drove the wheels off that car. I mm-hmm. think he took his opportunities like like a champion race driver right. does. But his second stint and third stint were quick. Brilliant. He yep. was quick, quick, mm-hmm. quick, quick. Um, he was able to undercut there, a few guys as well. Yeah. There's no denying. I think he was actually behind Lewis, and yeah. then he undercut Lewis. Yeah, right? to overtake him. Yeah, yeah. No. he mm-hmm. loves the like Red Bull and Max specifically love to like. 
have a provoking pit stop, uh, <laughs> like a pit stop that does something. Yeah. Uh, they shake up the field. Uh, someone act. Let's cause something. But that's what it's about. Yeah. yeah. This is what racing is. And I enjoyed the fact this race had multiple pit stops. Yeah. We were able to see teams really have to think. Instead exactly. of those like one-stop races yeah, where it's, it's like, yeah. But let's, let's, let's move on and talk about Mercedes. Um, great performance. Like you mentioned earlier, George Russell did things we didn't expect him to. Qualifying lap. The first time Mercedes gets a, a, a pole position right. this season. We also saw them do pretty well in the race. We did know that George would struggle a little bit going to the race. Mm. Obviously, you got two Ferraris hounding it right, right back there and your teammate coming through as well. So how do you think the Mercedes did this past, this past race? Reliability. Mr. Martin's award. I'm not going to say it on his but I'll just hint at it. Reliability. I think, I think what the, the, the performance on Hamilton, the, the word or the thing that comes to mind for me was just control. Yep. I think he just, he just had a very nice, calm approach to the race. I think he didn't, he didn't get caught up in too many distracting things. You know, in the, in the past few races, especially when he struggled, we've seen him in, in sort of battles we don't want him in, you know, battles that he shouldn't be in. You know, there was none of that. It was very clean. You know, he, he, he was pretty focused. It was a very good good race management from his side, especially, and from, and from Mercedes as well. And I think that balanced off nicely with George, you know, really, you know, leading from the front early on. Struggled a bit, but, you know, still still had the fight in him to, 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 to recover, to make up some ground. I think that, that that worked out nicely for Mercedes. The two of them just kind of worked out with that control from, from Hamilton and that sort of pressure and that drive, almost that pushing from, from, from George. I think that, that really worked out very nicely for Mercedes. I think that, I mean... I'm not going to say they got the strategy right because they always do. It's, it's not something you need to mention there. It's something they do consistently. Yeah. I think with, you know, you talked about it with Red Bull as well. We, you can come in, but with Mercedes, you expect it. And I think you could, there was a general happy air. I mean, you, you started to see Toto getting interviewed again. It was nice to see him back in the limelight. Even he was like, you know, you guys only talk to winners, but it's good to know I'm back yeah. in the game. You know, it was yeah, nice. You, it was, you guys want to talk to me again. Exactly. That was It's nice to see. You know, this guy's a boss. Yeah, he's an absolute boss. But no, it was, it was great. I think, I think that the signs are certainly positive from, from this and, and, and more and more positive. I think I talked about it actually a few days back when I was like, I want to see what happens next to Mercedes. And, they, and they've shown that the momentum's definitely on their side. Yeah. I thought it was a powerful performance. Oof, it was. Guess who's a fan? No, it was great. I, I sat there with my Mercedes shirt on yeah. and I was like cheering on. Um, but it felt like a little bit vintage. Um, and why? Because it's been a tough season by like all accounts. These guys are like eight-time constructors, right? Yeah. And um, it's been a really tough season. How, this was the 13th race of the season? Was it yeah, 13, number 13. Um, and it was the first pole position that they've got. Like that's unheard of given like the, the streak that they've had um, in, in F1. Um, and it was difficult to see them both because it was one and seven. George won, Lewis seven. That's how they, they kicked off. But it was like vintage Hamilton, I felt like, right? Um, the, the one thing that... I, or the one area where I thought he wasn't as sharp as he normally is was off the start. Um, although he got yeah. the two positions, he didn't take Lando, and that was critical. Yeah, and Lando, I think they got into tussle with Lando the first corner. So yeah, that, and he went off the track yeah, a little bit. Track. But I thought that he had, uh, like you said, controlled, like very controlled, very measured. Um, and um, when he overtook Lando, he was keeping Max behind him. Eh? Max wasn't going to overtake. He, he didn't look like he was quick enough. And then Max went in for the pit and, yeah. and, and undercut him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's where... Like they, they did not see each other, but he runs really long um, and he ran really, really long in that second stint, but it was a, a fast stint. He, um, he created a lot of opportunity for himself, came in and then, um, and then went out for what was a very fiery uh, third stint, right? Um, he took, a, uh, he overtook Carlos Sainz, he overtook George, which was like for me a little bit of a controversial tussle because it was like there's six laps left in this race. Or I think at the time there was five laps left in the race, like, let him take the position and let him go and try and hunt Max this guy, for the race. This guy, but <laughs> <laughs> Grant, Grant, I think team orders. You love all no, 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 the Not team orders. Like I think that he was just faster, um, and his car was like a lot quicker than George, and it was inevitable that it was going to happen. Yeah. So as opposed to like, like making him fight for it, like let him just take the position no. and let him hunt, mm-hmm. like. I I think that there's like no. I'm glad he earned it. Yes, that's the <laughs> I'm, same. I'm glad he earned it. It's it's good. It, I mean, it's good that he earned it because there's like no doubt who's the one and two at Mercedes. But we're trying to invite Hamilton here. Yeah, right? was, Don't start these things. But. Yeah, yeah. It it was it was yeah it it was good and I, I think like a solid performance because 
even even George was like really valiant, right? Yeah. He he struggled. Um, but he fought. He, he said he struggled in the first stint, but he held on to the position, right? He he fought the Ferraris off. He kept position, and it's just fantastic to see like another two three. This is like a year where they are struggling. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, I'm, what I'm, did you think of the Mercedes result one? Yeah, this is I. I think this is probably their best their best race, if not France. They've had two races back-to-back where Hamilton second, George third. Double podiums. Um, and if I'm mistaken, they've not had double podiums this entire season, back-to-back like this. Or both drivers on the podium. So, um, they had it in France and Hungary. Mercedes on that upward trajectory. I think it's taken them a while, but we're starting to see that consistency. But this a, is what Andrew Chauvelin said, right? Yeah, this, he did mention it in, in this thing. I was starting to believe, like, ah, these guys are just starting to say things for YouTube, but, like, it's fine. <laughs> but it's true. They, they seem... I'm seeing two races. Hamilton has had five podiums in a row, bro. Yeah. Since Canada, we've only seen that man stand on the podium. Three, three, position three, three, three. Now two, two, these past two races. Hungary suited their car. Was it three threes and two twos? No, three threes and... Yeah, three threes and two twos. So, uh, so yeah, we're back thinking- to back. Then there should be a one, the next one. Right? Yeah, so that's that's the thing. That's the, that's the question people ask. Yeah. Hamilton going to win? But I just want to finish by saying this. I was very impressed seeing the pace of the Mercedes on the straights, something that they've struggled with. And we've seen the, the benefits it's had. Lewis is able to pass Russell easily because of that. The DRS effect for them that they've been able to work on and the ground effect and all these things that they've been struggling with, mm. they're slowly starting to grip, get a grip on things. Mm. And now we're going to start to see them. This is what I've been waiting for from the start of the season, yeah. having Mercedes actually des- get those podiums that they deserve. These are the first podiums I think they actually deserve. Okay. Like they raced and like, yeah, we deserve not Ferrari flamed out. That's another <laughs> strategy, but it was proper racing. Mm-hmm. Not a car crashes and now you, you're stealing that podium. But yeah, I think uh, Mercedes, congratulations. Very quickly, do you think Ferrari's in trouble for a second spot in, on the constructors? Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> that is tough. Um, I have to look at their points. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you in a second. I'll tell you in a second. But yeah, I mean, let's. Do they get the Martin Umburo? Yeah, yo, listen. So what, what happened? I was talking to my boy who does the he does the brand, branding for all the trophies and stuff like that. He's starting to etch in their name right now. <laughs> so uh, the Martin Umburo Reliability Award, I mean, right now, it's, it's going to one team and one team only. Mm-hmm. Mercedes. Uh, where are they? In Braxley? Something like Bra- yeah. whatever it is. Expect that trophy soon. Nice. Yeah. Is, is it Brixton and Braxley? Brax, yeah. Like yeah. Brackley, yeah. I don't yeah. know what they call it. So yeah. we, we've spoken about like a good team that's made solid developments. Let's speak about a team that is developed in the other direction, right? Um, wow. Ferrari. Hey, um, like, again, there's like all the pace in the lead up to the race, um, but not all the points in the actual race where it, it looked like it could be a one-two weekend in yeah. practice. Um, I think what happened in the race was sad. Yeah. It was sad. Uh, from a like uh, an F1, just an F1, fa- yeah. being an F1 fan, mm-hmm. it's, it's sad because we, again, are deprived of this opportunity to watch like Max and Charles fight it out. Um, I, so, so like a quick recap on it. Um, Charles and Carlos qualified second and third. Um, Charles actually had a monster second stint. Yeah. He was yeah. so quick. Before he put on those tires. But yeah. yeah. And, and then like Max went in for the pits hey, and he provoked action from mm-hmm. the Ferrari team. So they thought that they would cover him. Um, it was uh, a cold, rainy Hungary. Uh, like they were needing like a softer tire or mm-hmm. softer compound tire for more grip. Mm-hmm. Um, they put the hards on and the guy was nowhere. Yeah. Even and Ted said it was brave. Yeah. <laughs> it was brave for them. Ted, Ted Kravitz. Ted yeah. Kravitz says on national TV, International TV, that was a brave move. That's how you know he messed up. Yeah. That. yeah. He was being polite. <laughs> and the thing is, what, what made it worse was you had the Alpines both on hearts and they were struggling. They were down, yeah. very far down. I think they were like 16th and 17th, 17th, which is not where you'd expect them to be. And so the thing is, it's not even one of those where there wasn't data. The data is there. It was it's in there. front of them. Live, live. Everyone's getting live data at this point. And they just... Don't you think it's a funny one? Because again, it leaves... Like every fan scratching their head and going like, Bernardo, what's happening here, man? Uh, because this happened in France, yeah. right? Uh, with with science, and now it's happened with Charles. And it's like, do you guys are you not watching the race? Um, like watching and seeing like what's happening with the compound tires. Um, what do you think is going through like the mind of like the strategy team at Ferrari when they're making these calls? Martin. Um, what do you think? Martin for 10 points. <laughs> T- 10 marks. What do you think? For 10 points that Ferrari can't even try- get, man. Like it's, it's so, I don't understand because your role when you're sitting on that, on, on that pit wall, is you're, you're looking at other teams. They're people design, designated to look at other teams. What's going on? Oh, they put the hard tire on. How are they doing? Oh, their performance is dropping. 
They make the decisions like, ah, you know what? Maybe maybe we're good enough. We put our star guy. Put signs. Fine. If he's your number two driver, put signs. Get that data from him. And if you need exactly. to do that later, um, make, maybe you can put Leclerc on. But we knew today that um, that race, that hard tire was not working. I'm shocked. And what's crazy is I saw this article. Benato says, yeah, you know, we're, we're going to keep everything the same. You know, we don't think anything <laughs> drastic needs to change. I'm like, man, that's how you, you're basically calling for your job at this yeah. point. Max has ran away with 18 points. Three and a half races or something like that. And Leclerc is struggling. You asked me, do you think Mercedes will pass Ferrari and his constructors? I just realized there's about 30 points behind Ferrari. I think it's possible. It's very possible. With guys like George Russell always finishing fifth? Yeah. Come on. You know? So, yeah. I don't know. What's your take? Yeah. I, I, I just, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I mean, your question is what, what's going on. I, I genuinely don't know because you look at the other top teams, the you know, the Mercedes, the Red Bulls, in terms of strategy, and there's a clear... They clearly know what their plan is. They have a clear plan, and 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 they treat everything within strategy. So Red Bull, it would be pit stops. It's not, everything has has a purpose. With Ferrari, you're not sure if there's any someone actually thinking about it. It just seems like it's reactionary. It's like there's not much strategy in their strategy. It's all just like okay, this happened, let's respond, or let's do this because we decided on this three days ago, but. You know, no one not considering what's happening right now. That yeah. that's the part that I don't understand. I, I just feel like it's either extremely reactionary or it's too rigid in that they've stuck to a plan that they made a few days ago. It just But even if they <sighs> even if it, even if they just choose to peg their strategy to Red Bull, they'll be doing much better. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they'll be fine. Yeah, just like just copy, copy what they're just copy <laughs> what they're doing. But I think the, the the interesting thing on the race specifically, I think it was Martin Brundle where they said, Who do you think has the fastest like car on the track? And he said I think it's Charles Leclerc's with the right tires yeah. um, because he did have the fastest car. But you could almost feel there was a point there where the dude's shoulders just dropped. Uh, he like, oh, and you just like feel for him. It's like he doesn't deserve this. Um, he was making great progress eating up the field. You know, he, he overtook George quite nicely. You know, it was a nice smooth over and. He was making very good progress. Yeah, it was a fast overtake around the outside as well, right? Brilliant. Down the straight, around the outside. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure like I'm sure uh, Vettel and Alonso are telling him, bro, we told you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we through this too, man. Like, that's what they do, bro. Ferrari yeah. does that to you. Yeah. Um that's uh that's that's so funny. Um but uh I, I wouldn't move on to um a mainstay topic of ours, right? Yes, sir. Like, we, we've spoken about a couple of um, the results from the weekend. And uh, I think, uh, are there anyone, any other results that we want to pull out uh, that we think were interesting? I mean, the Alpines both in the points, uh, which was good. Vettel um, got a 10th. A, a and this is all in, the, I mean, he scored points uh, in the race that he said that he was uh, pulling out of F1. Um any comments on the Alpha Tauris, the Alphas? Uh, I mean, I don't want to talk about Alpha Tauris. I know Gasly had to start from pit lane because he had some uh, engine issues. But um, just look at the, the top 10 of the way the race finished and the timings between it. You know, Norris, shout out to him. He was able to finish seventh, but 54 seconds behind um, Leclerc <laughs> in seventh yeah. spot. I mean, you yeah. can clearly see the gap between Formula 1 and Formula 1.5, yeah. you know, whatever was happening in the back end. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I like the way you put that. Vettel was able to finish in the points. So I was at least good given his announcement and uh, Alonso and Alcon always together always together and this battle between I think Ric sorry not Ricardo but McLaren Alpine is actually something I'm very interested in mm. given the fact that Ferrari decided to throw away their <laughs> their chances this is a little bit of a battle I'm actually interested interested in seeing so jumping into the mainstay topic for uh, the week the donkey yes sir uh, of the weekend right um, and for anyone who's new uh, this is essentially uh, the team that was the donkey they went nay <laughs> this, uh, this weekend and um oh, we're, we're one that um it could either be a team an individual a driver uh gonna start with you martin who is your donkey of the weekend yeah something some things are just obvious <laughs> it has to be ferrari i'm not gonna spend a lot of time on it um the strategy was worse than even even if you didn't try you know how they say if you if you, if you put like a <laughs> I'm not for real, like it's like the, you know how they say like oh you know the markets are very hard to predict. If you if you give a monkey that you pick some stocks, you'll be yeah. able to do better than. I'm like might as well just bring anybody, bring someone from the fan, bring Ted. Ted knew, you know what I'm saying. And so Ferrari. Did you see that meme? Someone like wrote like a LinkedIn post to uh, uh, Matteo Pinotto, and they were like applying for your strategy role. <laughs> it is bad. It's it's worse than being. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't want to say much about Ferrari. Like, I've had a good day today. So let's let's just <laughs> end it on that note, man. So yeah, Ferrari, they're my donkeys. Um, you know. 
Sa- you don't have time. Shout yeah. out to Signs. At least he was able to kind of keep fourth, but that's still not respectable with that kind of car and that track. So no, Ferrari for me. Mm. Yeah, I, I look as I'd love to come up and say there's something incredible or something different. It has to be Ferrari, <laughs> but even more specifically, yeah. I'm gonna say Matteo Matteo mm. Benotto because Matteo Benotto because um, my my main concern is that. You know that meme where there's a fire yeah. around you and you're just sitting there? <laughs> he, he, what concerned me, and I, and I was going to leave him out of it, but what concerned me is when you said that he's like, we're just going to carry on. And I'm like, if you don't realize that something's wrong, you've got an absolute machine of a car and, you, and you're and you not sure what to do with it. I think I think he should be worried because that's that's not acceptable. And yes, he doesn't do the strategy per se, but he's in, he's in charge of he's it. In charge. Know, he's in charge of everything. And he, and he, needs, to, he, needs, to, he needs to pick it up because... Yeah. Everything is set up for Ferrari, except Ferrari. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. Like, if the car is there. The engineers have done their job. Everyone, the drivers are doing their job. I mean, at the start of the season, I was talking bang about, about science. And all, but, I mean, the guy is driving. That's right. You know, Leclerc, we know what he can do. And then this is what they're going to do on strategy and on team, on management of the team. Um, it's, yeah. That's but as the leader, you're responsible, stuff. right? No, absolutely. Like, 100%, absolutely. He has to be responsible yeah. for, yeah. like, the results and, and, and where they are. Yeah. Um, who you got? Grant, so, yeah. Who who you say? I think to keep consistent, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's got to be the strategy team at Ferrari. But um, uh, to, to pull on something, because I had to think about it uh, between the last ep- the, the last recording and this one. Uh, again, if um, if you drive, <laughs> put your hand up if you drive a car starting with Alpha. <laughs> yeah, just like another terrible set of results for for anyone um, in, in an Alpha vehicle. Um, but also like. Daniel Ricciardo a lap behind 15th Crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, it's the kind yeah. of stuff yeah this is why he's, yeah, he this, might not be into, exactly yeah, so but yeah there's an alpha that retired again so yeah shout out to alpha for, for keeping that consistency I should give him a reliability award <laughs> yeah as well. you should for, for how reliably they're unreliable <laughs> yeah so so guys you know let, let's move on to our uh, another exciting topic which is another mainstay of ours so this is this is goat of the weekend so you know it's essentially the opposite of the donkey you know it's, it's who we think you know has, has done well whether it be the team you know, individual driver could be anyone, even maybe even a performance from from Ted. I know he got some flag from you a few. Or was it Ted or one of the companies yeah. got some flag from you a few Crofty. weeks? Crofty, Crofty, Crofty. Yeah, yeah. Crofty. Crofty. Maybe he's back in your good books. Maybe he's back in your good books. But yeah, guys, um, Grant, let's, let's start with you. Who yeah. do you think was was the good? I'm gonna go so scripted for this one. Um, it's got to be Max, and like wow. the oh, it's got to be Max that. and the strategy. No, no, no. no. I give I'm him so his glad we recorded this. I give him his credit when it's due. It was a great drive. Like it was a great drive. I mean. My my hard ones to say uh, seventh to sec uh, seventh to second was really good. Uh, it was good by, by Lewis, and, and I think it was really good. But it's outclassed by like a tenth to first, um, and like how they did it, the smoothness, the precision of it, um, it was like really, really sharp, really clean, like really well engineered. What you got? Um, so I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go similar, but I think I will say like a, a close contender for me just for, for the way. Just for that qualifying lap, I don't want to put a lot of weight on qualifying, but just the way George, that that, that feeling he, he gave, mm-hmm. you know, when I when I saw him get in that pole position, that that feeling he had, the the way he started the race, the you know, the, the, the way he 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 managed it in those first few laps, I think he, he's a close contender. But I think it's hard to ignore what Max did. I think yeah. we, it, it's just impossible to ignore the performance he put on, the way he came from where he came from, still made a mistake, still could recover from that. That just shows you the the level he was operating at. So. Max for me. Yeah, it's also it's also been Max for me. Um, Max Verstappen, his his ability to just put his head down and just race hard and aim for those top spots, finishing P1, unbelievable race from P10. Mm. I don't think people understand how difficult that is, knowing that you have contenders who on, on a given day could actually beat you, even if you started in top three. Yeah. So he was able to do that. Shout out to Red Bull Strategy. I know Hannah Schmidt, she's the principal strategy engineer at Red Bull, engineer, Red Bull Racing. And so they were able to put together a good package for both drivers. I mean, Perez finished a respectable fifth. So the, it was a gr- great weekend for Red Bull. So shout out to them. Hamilton's race was good as well. So uh, Mac, Max is on track to tying Vettel and Schumacher's record for 13 wins this season. He has 10 podiums in 13 races. That's insane. Crazy. And he didn't finish Austra- uh, the Australian race, and he didn't finish the Bahrain race at the start of the season. He's The form he's on. Yeah. Did you see the one statistic though? It blew my mind. It was like of the last thirty six races that he's raced and he's won nineteen of them. Yeah. I was he, he, 
He's won more than 50% of the last race, the last 36 races that he's participated in. He got 18 podiums last season. I think people forget that. He was on fire last season, man. He was on fire. Despite what happened at the end, he was there to, to claim it up. And so shout out to Max. He is showing that he's that champion. I see a lot of Sebastian in him. And I think, uh, yeah, man, shout out to him. Um, we could probably move on to the next, uh, yeah. just finish it off to our final thing. We're going to do a, a look ahead to Spa. Spa, I think, is a top three track for me. I know there's a lot of issues now with F1 trying to negotiate whether Spa is going to be on the calendar um, the next few seasons. Obviously, last last year, we didn't have a Spa race. It was a joke from F1 what they did, uh, basically to demo the safety car. And so that was Michael and, Massey. Yeah. That was an advert for the safety car. For the safety car. Uh, but Spa is a phenomenal track. I mean, we know it's uh, centered in Belgium. It's the longest track of the season. Um, and I used to play this you know, Formula 1, the oh, F1 yeah, yeah. racing game. It's a beautiful scenery that you kind of drive through the mm. Belgian uh, forest. Let's go Eau Rouge. Yeah. Rouge, so yeah. it's got the iconic. That's a uh, steep quarter. It's that steep, yeah. yeah. So you got yeah. Eau Rouge, which is like people would typically forget. Um, they kind of uh, misrepresent those two corners. There's Eau Rouge and there's Radion. Eau Rouge is the first tiny corner that leads you up to Radion, yes. which is the steep vertical. Steep. Gotcha. I've never seen anything like it. So crazy. great track. It's the longest track, only 42 laps. Um, but we didn't get a race last season. We don't know how these guys are going to stack up. But uh, yeah, I'm excited for it this Sunday. Up the top there last year was where Lando Norris had the accident during qualifying, right? I think Correct. So. Was it during qualifying? I, I do remember the Lando accident. And George Russell qualified in the top. Was it P P two or something? Yeah, P two because yeah. he finished yeah, second. Yeah, yeah. yeah. finished exactly. second. So he got given second. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm just looking forward to actual to an actual race. Um, it would be it would be nice to see to, to, to see an actual race um, happen. Uh, yeah, I think last last year was a, was just it was a joke. It was a complete joke, and I, and I sat there the whole time <laughs> expecting something to happen. I think a lot of us had the same experience. Where I think yeah, F1 let itself down a little bit, yeah. but I'm looking forward to it. I think it's it's going to be a great race, especially after what's happened. I think hopefully some guys will come back from the break a bit refreshed. Some yeah. people can put some stuff behind them. I know a lot of people are worried now about their seat and you know silly season fighting for that. So maybe that'll come out. Maybe a few people will have to find the dog in them because yeah. <laughs> this is now you know whether they're going to be in F1 again. Yeah. So yeah, this, I'm looking forward to. Uh, Who you guys got for this for this race, Grant? I think it's going to be exciting an exciting race. Uh, a few teams are taking upgrades to Spire as well. Yeah. Everyone's back from the summer break, yeah. uh, flashing their tans off, uh, spending time on yachts and uh, time on safari. Um, but um, they say Mercedes are taking upgrades, Ferrari are taking upgrades as well. Um, mm, who's going to win this race? I... I want to think about this one and, uh, and come back to me. It's, but it's I'm caught, be between, obvious, no, I'm caught <laughs> between two no, people. No, it should be obvious, but... but I'll say one thing that's just niggling for me is like after what's happened and the, the pressure that's on Ferrari, the, the fire that's on them, if they don't respond, I don't know. So I, I'm, I'm kind of thinking, you know, like a, like a team in red did similarly this week, I'm mm -hmm. kind of thinking that maybe there'll be some kind of response and that might be the difference. So you, you got Ferrari winning this race? As potentially. If, the, if, they, if they are a proper team and respond like they should. But I'm going to be bold. Lewis Hamilton's winning this oh race. Oh my god, this oh. guy! <laughs> <laughs> hey, you never know. It's, it's a bold take. Yeah, um, I mean, his performance has been on the hill. Yeah, I'm yeah. going with. So, Grant, I need to blame you for the last race. Um, I, you had really spoken up about Ferrari and how good they were, and it's like, you know, okay, well, I'm going to take Leclerc. Don't blame me. Be accountable. To, uh, I'm going to <laughs> you know, because Grant has always been a Leclerc guy. Never again. <laughs> Not this season. I'm back to my guy, Maximus Meridius Verstappen. He's going to do it, and he's going to win this race. This track is designed high-speed track, yeah, low, fairly low downforce, Red Bull. It screams Red Bull for me. So, okay. yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be an exciting race, um, and we'll be wrapping up soon. What are you guys up to uh, for the Grand Prix? Uh, not sure. I might not watch it. Might have some plans, but... Uh... I'll always make sure to catch the highlights and, and as much detail as I can. What's happening? Why, why not watch uh, the race? Uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's an event at, uh, what's, what's this thing called? Um, called Slow Cook Sunday. Okay. <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So just a little bit of chill music on a Sunday afternoon. Fair okay. enough. Okay. Be good, so. okay. And nothing getting in between me and my <laughs> one on <Yeah>. Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I have to watch this race. I haven't seen a race in Spa in like two years plus. So I'm excited to see this. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited as well. Uh, see you guys next week again. Awesome. Thanks. Sweet. Cheers.